0: Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. So congratulations. Here's what I'm doing. The best of the best have won the We're selling, going, going, gone. So congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next six months? Yes, men. Yes, man is the first topic. We're going to talk about yes, men. And I'm going to say to you that yes-men have been the killer, the killer of businesses. They have... Like, think about it. If you've got a CEO and all you have is what is called the CEO syndrome, and CEO syndrome is where everyone just agrees with the CEO in whatever business, you have to understand, you have to understand that um, most people that are doing their job no more than the CEO because the CEO is actually busy doing something else. So what's actually happening is this. If you are good at your job, you should know what the market wants, which means that you actually have a good idea of what the business should be doing. Now, here's the issue. A lot of people are yes men and they crawl and suck up people's asses. Oh, I shouldn't swear in front of you, but I do all the time anyway. Um, and does that annoy you, me swearing? Well, I'm used to it by now. Anyway, so let's, 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 let's move on. And let me just say that I was reading during the week, reading during the week, that Korean airlines... Now, listen very carefully. Korean airlines between 1970 and 1999 had an atrocious had an atrocious uh, flying um, track record where they had more accidents than any other airline and then in 1999 1999. When, again, they had a major plane go down and more people. I think in total that they've had 700 fatalities between 1970 and 1999. And get ready for it. What did they find out? They found out that due to cultural norms, listen to me, cultural norms of Korean culture where people do not want to actually speak back to their boss and this is a bit of an Asian cultural issue where there is shame and that you always have to make your superiors look better that on this occasion as this plane was going the junior pilot said to the senior pilot I think visibility is poor in this area on the black box recorded there has been, um, as reported in the book, outliers. Outliers. That's where I got it from. The senior pilot more or less ignored the instructions. And what actually happened is the junior pilot was not more authoritarian and in many ways became a yes man and did not drive the subject as he should have. Consequently, that plane crashed and it was then the result investigation said. The result investigation said that it was due to human error, which most uh, um, accidents are, by the way. Which brings me to this point that um, I have to say to you that what you thank you, Susan Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers, great book, great book. Um, and I'd suggest you all either get it on Audible.com, or of course get it on, um, um, buy it at the bookstore, read it on Kindle. Kindle. So, gang, this is the issue, and I'm going to tell you, I have never, ever in my whole life been the sort of person that if I thought of something, I would say it. Uh, many look I would, in anything I do at work, I'll even tell a client if I believe. If I believe that a client is wrong, I'll actually challenge them and contest the client. Why? Because that's my job. My job is to actually know more than the client. It doesn't mean that I don't want to understand what the client wants to achieve, but I'm not going to let the patient, I'm not going to let the patient actually prescribe the medication. So gang, that is what I want to talk to you about, yes men. Let's move on to topic number two. Topic number two. How are you traveling, by the way? I'm just smiling at the people. Right. Oh. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Vaughn. Good to see you, Mike. I love your work, Mike. Guys, I want to move on to number two, and this is an interesting one. Coming from a wealthier family, coming from a wealthier family, is that a positive or is that a negative? In terms of success. Well, here's the interesting research. Now, many of you that know me, that have followed me over the last few years, would know that I've got a deep belief that um, the fact that having a hard past is is a, a thing that can help you succeed. In fact, I've always said I've never seen anyone that's got a great future that hasn't had a difficult past. However, let me say to you, coming from a wealthy family, as also in the book Outliers, where they studied where they studied people of success, they found the following. Sweetie, can I ask you a favor? Yes. I'm thirsty. Oh, can you bring me? There's two yeah. bits of water there. There's not much water left, but what they studied was this. That the 10,000 hour rule. That people that were very successful appear to have practiced 10,000 hours. This is a very important rule. Thank you. 10,000 hours. Hydration. Hydration. The 10,000 hour rule basically said that... When you do 10,000 hours, this is a requirement for you to achieve success in your chosen craft, art, sport, you know, hobby, uh, skill, profession, that you need to do 10,000 hours. Now, here's the interesting one, that I actually studied the research that showed that if you did have a wealthy background it would mean that you would have access to resources, access to resources such as training and coaching at high levels. For instance, all you've got to look at is golf players, Tiger Woods, um, tennis players. Um, You'll notice that a lot of these people, um, as young kids, achieved their 10,000 hours because they were able to get high levels of intense coaching and that required financial resources. So there's an interesting one. However, let's have a look at that. What about the boys in Brazil that play soccer that have got no money and you hear many stories of Brazilian players coming from very poor families, absolutely poor families, dead broke families And they, in fact, make up their 10,000 hours by passion. And I have to say to you that you can actually make up for it. Why? Because you can make passion. What's the term, Christina? Your paycheck. You make passion your paycheck. You make passion your paycheck. Why? Because when you love something, when you love something, what actually happens? You spend a lot of time doing it. When you spend a lot of time doing it, you get a lot of practice. When you get a lot of practice, you become very good at it. When you become very good at it, you get paid a lot of money. Correct? And what are you passionate about? YouTube. Are you serious? (laughs) You know, I am tempted to buy you a proper camera and a computer to do your own video editing. I can't disagree you can't disagree yeah I can't disagree that you want to buy me one you can't argue with okay, that okay let's move on okay number three topic today sweetie yeah. are you playing with how you look like in the mirror no, you just messed up my hair. Okay. Alrighty. So, guys and girls, I want to move on to the next thing. And if you haven't, smashed that share button. Because she's adamant. She reckons that we get more views when she's on. And that's why, all of a sudden, at 8.30, she jumped into the studio and came in and said, what's happening? Anyway, let's move on. I want to talk to you about this. Uh, last week, I told Listen the taxi... to Lane, Will. Yes, what did she say? She said to buy me the computer. Buy you the computer. Okay, so listen, I've got to say to you that I told a taxi driver to go fuck himself last week. And here's the reason why. Um, I was uh, running like really tight to get to my flight. He was running 10 minutes behind. He got onto the phone, the way that they do it now with Silver Service. He got onto the phone and, um, look, even Lisa reckons got 220... Yeah. Y- yes. Now we're at 233. Keep it coming. Okay. Um, so, gang, what I was going to say Listen. is this taxi driver then... Listen to these jailing people. Yes. Then this cab driver... You're getting me. You're sidetracking me. <laughs> Do you know that? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, gang, why did I tell this uh, taxi driver to fuck himself? And the reason why was this. Because the bloody prick then kept me waiting and saying, I'll be two minutes, I'll be two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Anyway, cut a long story short, another driver came by. I got in, and then he gets back on the phone, and he's swearing at me, and we started all in swear, because he said that he'd come all this way, but by this stage, I was 15 minutes late, and I basically, I did get onto the flight, but I've got to tell you, the flight attendants who see me regularly weren't impressed, because um, I was the last person there, and um, they hate people that hold planes up, all right? Anyway. Cut a long story short... Actually, Christina has been... Christina has been... Leanne has been asked to speak at Ari, haven't you? Yeah. The only person that's actually declined at this stage. Anyway... I'm actually a fan of Leanne Williams. You're a fan. You like her, don't you? Okay. Um, anyway, let's, let's move on. And what I did is on the return flight... Listen very carefully. I just had the fucking shits... And I fucking went... And I fucking got, set up my Uber account and I took an Uber from Sydney Airport, and you know what? I have had 10 Ubers since. And you know what? I like it. Why? Because everything that paying me about taxis has been sold. And what does this say to you? Listen very carefully. There are golden opportunities out there in the world today. Anything that creates pain to a customer, anything that creates uh, the process flow is uncomfortable for the customer, means that there is an unmet need. And that it means that there is a possible solution and there is a possible business opportunity. And you know what I like? Here are the things that I didn't like about the taxi industry. That they were late. That um, once they did arrive, the taxis were dirty. And that they were inside, they stunk. And that many times, many times, that the taxi driver had a rotten attitude. And then when you would got off, you'd even have to think about and feel guilty that you didn't tip them because they made it look like life was hard. And you know what? Uber gets rid of all of that. There's no transaction with you having to worry about your wallet. They're there within three minutes. The car is clean. You can actually see it coming along. And after all of that, guess what? It's even cheaper. So guys and girls, that's the reason why. And I'm telling you also that Uber Eats is also got the big tick with Tom Panos. But all I'm saying to you is the following, that There is business opportunities for you on this basis. Think of unmet needs and think of your talents. Put those together and you might have found yourself a business. So, gang, I'm going to move on to my last point and then we are going to finish off. And what I'm going to say to you is this. I believe, and take it from me that's done it a few times in businesses, That it is an advantage in business to actually have not a lot of money to set up. Here's the reasons why. Number one. When you have a lot of money, you get in a comfort zone. Number two. When you have a big budget, you seem to be stupid at the way that you spend your budget. What marketing you do and what consultants you pay. Number three. You work harder to get the most out of the little money that you have because you realize it's a scarce commodity. So at the end of the day, let me tell you, it is an absolute cha- it is an absolute advantage in business if you've got a small budget because it means that you do not have a plan B. And on that note, guys and girls, if you haven't pressed the share button, Press that share button now and I'm going to let you know you've got to do what the successful people do and that is whatever they do, they go in it, all in. They have no plan B. Option is not, failure is not an option. I'll repeat, failure is not an option because they don't have a plan B because it has to work because if it doesn't work, they're fucked and that's when you win in business when you put yourself in a situation where it has to work it has to work guys and girls i want to thank you so much for your time and your attention is the biggest currency that you can have in a world that netflix want your eyeballs other youtubers want your eyeballs other facebook people want your eyeballs Foxtel wants your eyeballs, books want your eyeballs, so the fact that we've spent 20 minutes together with you has been an absolute privilege at our end. Christina, I want to thank you so much. Thank you. Give me a hug. And say goodbye to our good friends. And by the way, everyone, really pumped tomorrow, Real Estate Gym members, we've got James Tostevan, we are going to find out what he does, how he does it, who he prospects, what he says, what his team members are doing, and everything you've got to do to be successful from arguably the number one real estate agent in the country for two decades. And guys and girls, listen very carefully, I am looking for three quiet people that no one knows about that are going to be sensational speakers they have to be people that are in real estate they have to be people that are doing amazing numbers they have to be listing and selling and be doing incredible stuff and what you'll do is send an email to info at tompanos.com.au and we're going to tell you about an opportunity that you are going to trial in front of a group of people, to see if you can cut through and be an ARIC speaker in 2018. Send the email to info at Um, Guys and girls, we're going to leave it at that. Thank you so much for your attention. And I will speak to you soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday Night Rant, every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next?